Here on the beautiful island of Puerto Rico, we're surrounded by lush mountains, sandy beaches, and legions of incredibly successful entrepreneurs. And among those entrepreneurs are many crypto-savvy people. We thought we'd put the focus on the island today and speak with the founder of the Puerto Rico Blockchain Trade Association, known to people who like acronyms as the PRBTA, PRIBTA. Keiko Yoshino founded the organization and the Resiliency Fund to build an inclusive crypto community and to raise money for local after-school programming that promoted childhood resiliency. Today, you'll discover the tax incentives for establishing residency in Puerto Rico, as well as the cool blockchain initiatives that are taking place on the island. Who knows? Perhaps someday we'll be neighbors. <laughs> so LFG for episode number 558 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, zero, ignition. Who's bad? Hola from Puerto Rico. Me llamo Joel Kam. And me llamo Travis Wright. It sounded like Hola. Italiano. <laughs> I don't I don't know if we're gonna do that, but there here we are. You know welcome. Welcome to Muy Malo Crypto. Yeah. Um what's the what's the Spanish word Crypto for Crypto Malo Podcast You know they uh they don't speak they, they speak their own Spanglish here. Um they speak Spanish, but it is a local dialect that people who speak Spanish, like, wh what are you saying? I I don't understand. They drop the S's off the end of words. So instead of saying Palmas del Mar, which is what it is, they'll say Palma. Palma. Yeah. And, and, and they'll, everywhere you go, they go Buena, you know, which is just buena. good, right? Instead of Buenos Dias, Buena. Mm -hmm. That's it. It's it's They're just more efficient here. They just like to get shit done quick. Yeah. That's not true. They don't like to get shit done quick. <laughs> except drive quick. Uh, except some of them don't. No. So don't I don't know. I don't I don't have any generalizations other than it's beautiful here. It's sunny. And I know that it's cold and shitty where I'm originally from. And it is not cold and shitty here. Well, and the people are super nice. And That's we true. really we really enjoy it. We got a great interview for you today. First, we want to give a shout out to our sponsor at Matrix Port. Hopefully you listened to the last episode, number 557. If you haven't, badco.in forward slash 557, where we interviewed the one and only Jihan Wu, the founder of Bitmain and now Matrix Port. They give regular investors access to investing strategies that have historically only been used by hedge funds and other big trading desk. Let me give you an example here. So Bitcoin's been trading sideways these past few weeks. And if you think that trend will continue, you can earn more than 200% APY. And if Bitcoin breaks to the upside or the downside, you'll still earn 8% APY. It's an example of a structured product in matrix port called the range sniper, which rewards investors who believe Bitcoin will stay within a certain price range over the short term. Uh, this product is only available for a two-hour window each Monday. It's an example of just one of the products from Matrix Port. Download the app, check their full range of yield products. Do it now, badco.in forward slash Matrix Port, unless you're in the U.S. because daddy um, government here doesn't want you to have control of your money. So there it is. 
There it is. And here, this interview is with Kiko Yoshino. You know, while living in the continental U.S. a few years ago, we never would have given thought to moving to Puerto Rico for tax benefits. But you've heard us say on the show that there are incredible benefits here, and we are amongst the many that are migrating from whatever state we were in to Puerto Rico. And here to talk about why the benefits here are so awesome. And some of the things happening in blockchain in Puerto Rico is Keiko Yoshino. She is the founder of the Puerto Rico Blockchain Trade Association, otherwise known as the PRBTA, and also the Resiliency Fund. We're going to find out what that's all about, too. Keiko, welcome to Bad Crypto. Thank you for having me. Now, I think uh, you and Travis bumped heads, um, first met at what a crypto mondays what was the in puerto rico what was that yes we met a, f- a few weeks ago at at crypto mondays yeah had a conversation yeah which was what was great was I had a conversation and she goes uh, and i then i asked her i said well you know i've moved here and now i got to figure out all this paperwork stuff and she's like well first of all let me introduce you to coco and then coco and then she was great and then coco said we you need to actually talk to veronica and so veronica will help you do all your other stuff so it's like it's great so it's like a nice all these dynamic women in Puerto Rico helping people get set up legally in Puerto Rico. Wait, there's a Coco and a Kiko? There's a Coco and a Kiko, and they run together in a pack. Oh my. <laughs> hey, Trev, uh, b- before we actually, I'll ask you, Keiko, what uh, Crypto Mondays, that's something that, you know, is a term that people listening might not know what that is. Sure. It's a decentralized meetup um, that was started a few years ago. Um, by James Haft, uh, and it's a global global brand um, where people in different cities all around the world meet up and talk about crypto. They share this this interest in in blockchain and crypto, and there's usually guest speakers. Pedro Rivera uh, started the chapter in San Juan three years ago, um, so it's a pretty robust community. Um, 75, 100 people is very common on a Monday. Um, we actually have one this evening. It is at the Condado Ocean Club at 7 p.m. And Scott Walker will be speaking on DeFi. Um, It's an opportunity to network and get to know uh, your community. It works out great. Yeah, I've had a chance. Actually, I had a chance to speak there at the one in uh, in San Juan about two or three weeks ago. Uh, I chatted on NFTs and, and the world that's going on over there. So tell us, what is the Blockchain Trade Association of Puerto Rico? What's going on over there? Sure, sure. We're new. We just started um, and launched in June. Uh, We are primarily about three things. Advocacy. We want to advocate for blockchain um, public policy. We want to educate and share our knowledge um, of blockchain with the native Puerto Ricans. And we also want to make crypto community more inclusive and more accessible. Um, And to that end, we have different initiatives. Uh, beginning October 4th, we're launching Crypto Curious, which is a four-week pilot program, free, 5.30 to 7 p.m. before Crypto Mondays. And we're going to have guest lectures teach about introduction to blockchain and crypto. Week two is Bitcoin, the beginning. Week three is Ethereum and smart contracts. And week four will be on NFTs. And our idea is we'll have it in English and we'll also have Spanish materials and Spanish speakers. But we really want 
to make it approachable, make our community more accessible. Um, and so everyone can thrive. Mm, well, I'm going to say if there's profit, we're going to need royalties because for more than four years, this has been the show for the crypto curious. So I just, you know, want to say, well, no, we're big <laughs> fans. So more and more people are moving here because of uh, Puerto Rico's Act 22, 20 and 60, which well, 20 and 22 got together, had a baby and they called it 60. Um, I first heard about this probably four and a half, five years ago when my friend John Lee Dumas moved to Puerto Rico. Uh, he uh, He's the host of a very popular podcast called Entrepreneurs on Fire. And uh, he's kind of been a Pied Piper because a lot of people have followed. Well, now Travis and I are getting tweets and emails and messages from people saying, hey, we'll see you guys there soon. So why don't you kind of break down the um, the the benefits here and why so many people, especially crypto people, are moving here? Well, happy to do so. Great question. Um, I think it doesn't even have to be necessarily crypto people. And I also don't think that they necessarily need the tax incentives. I, for one, am here without them. I love the island. I fell in love with it when I visited in January. And it really was an enchanted island. I am had a, an amazing time meeting people and um, just love the vibe and the energy here and moved. Um, that said, their tax incentives are quite favorable. So under Act 60, there's the individual investor, which says that you don't have to pay capital gains. And then there's the export service incentive, which says you start a company here in Puerto Rico uh, and you export a service, you only have to pay 4% in corporate tax. Um, so Act 60 actually has a number of incentives underneath it, but those are the two popular ones for people that are moving here. And they yeah. take, uh, there's a lot of paperwork and that's why I highly recommend getting some assistance from the local attorneys here. They do a great job, um, know the ins and outs of how to help you navigate that process. And most recently though, we've had some issues at the Capitol because there's some interest by the legislators to, uh, repeal these incentives. So another thing that the Blockchain Trade Association is working on is educating lawmakers and trying to explain the value add of the tax incentives and the long-term gains and growth in economic uh, development opportunities. Um, so that's just another facet of what uh, our association's up to. It seems like in Puerto Rico that there's more consumption tax, right? Like when you buy stuff, it seems like there's a higher tax. If you're getting stuff shipped to the island, there's more of a tax. And so it's like, there may not be, you know, as much income tax, but there is some more consumption tax. It's not nearly as, you know, it's not, you know, the, the, it's not comparable to what you would pay if you're in America, but they, it, it does seem like this act 60 act 20 act 22 has brought a high caliber of people to the island and if they repeal these, these high caliber people will probably leave the island. And so, you know, what what is a more, uh, do you have any more information on that? Like what what are they planning on doing for repealing and when when would this possibly happen? Um, so, so a bill was introduced and a hearing started in August. Uh, a bill was introduced to repeal Act 20 and Act 22 in January of this year. Uh, hearings began at the Capitol in August. Uh, then another bill was introduced in which to increase the uh, corporate sales tax, uh, corporate tax to 12%. Hearings are ongoing and the legislature is still taking up the issue. Um, yes, of course, there is ancillary uh, benefits that are being captured through consumption and 
real estate and all, all these other positives. Um, and the, I, I think that we are trying to help uh, orchestrate how to best organize and capture what those indirect and direct uh, benefits are. And also not all of them are monetary as well. So um, you can think of that as knowledge transfer of hiring locals to creating jobs or creating new opportunity. Um, like at the engineering schools, we want to build relationships with universities and we want to uh, demonstrate how smart contracting uh, jobs are now, you know, people will hire remotely uh, so they can stay in Puerto Rico and they don't have to move to New York or Miami and uh, to get the good paying jobs. Um, and so that's another that's another facet of what uh, the trade association is working on is building those relationships and trying to demonstrate positive impact in communities. The legislation, I mean, I, I, I understand there's another bill that's going to be introduced. So this is definitely a long, a long time down the road. But what I tell lawmakers is it, my background is in economic development. I used to work uh, in Washington, D.C. for the city. And I tell them a building takes two years to build, and that doesn't count permitting, and that doesn't count architecture and design and title transfer. I was like, you just changed the law in 2019. There's no way, no way that you can possibly see what the value is and turn it around, especially when we don't have defined metrics. Want to work with the legislature, with the, the governor, uh, on working off how we can show what that value is. Um, and also there needs to be better communication around Act 60 because Act 60 is primary, is also available to locals. Uh, many don't know that. The only one that they're not uh, part of, uh, able to participate in is the capital um, gains tax at zero. Um, and there's actually conversation to change that, um, to include them in this go around. And that's a bit of amendment that's been thrown around. Um, so a lot of education uh, and a lot about the benefits, but uh, we're we're staying in contact. And it really seems like it should still apply to them because no taxation without representation would apply to them because they're in Puerto Rico and they don't have senators or congressmen really that, and their vote doesn't count for president. So, right, it seems like that it's a no-brainer. They should have 0% capital gains too. Agreed. So the goal of, having the act 20 and 22 now 60 implemented was to bring more money and commerce to the island right and now they're doing that and they're going oh no people are coming here and taking advantage of i i don't understand what's the mentality well i think i think there's a lot and there's a lot of different perspectives and i definitely think that a lot of them have merit as well um for instance people are getting placed out of where they used to live because part of the requirements of getting these incentives is that you have to buy property within two years of moving here for the individual investor incentive. And so real estate is crazy high right now. I'm in the process of looking for an apartment and it's comparable to DC prices um, and New York prices. And so as a local and the minimum wage here is like the federal of $8 and 25 cents an hour, it's like, you can't keep pace and live, live here. Um, and so I think also a lot of promises were made about how this incentive would change everyone's lives and to say everyone was going to get really good paying jobs because th the median income here is poverty line and, and level below um, because it's based on the federal, min federal minimum wage income. Um, so I think people are upset. I also think, you know, uh, when there's incidents in which 
uh, newly arrived Puerto Ricans is what I like to call us, um, come here and they don't make a good impression. When they do things that upset the community, those are just another reason to say, we don't like you, you know, um, whether it's you made an effort to, uh, in the community, like be kind to the staff, you know, make, try to be, you know, uh, engaged, be, be, do go to local places. Don't just always hang out with ourselves here, you know, make an effort to be ingrained in the community. I think really goes a long way in changing hearts and minds. Um, but so I think they also, there's also this really deeply seated, a colonial aspect that this country just has because it it's for 500 years it's been a colonial state from Spain and then America and them not being able to call their shots or 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 run things and so it seems to them people that I've spoken with that this is just another overt attempt to colonize and uh Puerto Rico through these incentives and not true, but like that, that's still a valid perception of how, how it's portrayed. So we need to, we definitely need to be sensitive to, to how that's coming across. But I also think we need to work better with the government of the PSA of what is actually happening and like how, you know, they should, we should help build businesses that they can have the 4% export tax. You know, this is for locals as well. Mm. Um, so I don't like, again, it's people have very different perspectives and all around the island, in the city, out of the city, um, about newly arrived Puerto Ricans and these incentives. Sometimes they're tied together and sometimes they're not. Um, but it's just a perception which um, I'm very cognizant of. Mm. Joel, I'm a napper, newly arrived Puerto Rica. <laughs> we're we're uh, what they call it, was it Boricua? Is that the, the term? For that's been here forever. Yes, that, that, that is no, no, for, Puerto Rican. For the word for Americans that have moved here. Ah, uh, I think you're looking for the word gringo. Yeah, well, no, that ah. one I know. Okay. So <laughs> somebody gave me the wrong meaning of Boricua then because I'm definitely not that. <laughs> yeah. Boricua, it's like uh that, that's 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 the term of endearment or 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 way of, of talking about like native. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So you mentioned how the, how the colonial aspect for 500 years, and, and this year is the 500th anniversary of San Juan. It's really cool. There's flags and there's stuff that's been going on around uh, around that event. But 500 years of colonial um, it, that that's hard, right? Being a colony of Spain and then being a colony of America. How long? By the way, I, I don't think I know this information. How long has America? Uh, uh, sort of controlled Puerto Rico. So it's the Spanish-American War. It was part of the negotiation after America won that Spain would hand over the colony to the U.S. Mm -hmm. So over 150 years, I want to say it's late 1800s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And we've noticed this. It's like, it seems like everyone in Puerto Rico or most people in Puerto Rico are very compliant. Like, it's like, government tells them to do something they go all in like you you don't even see people wearing masks below their nose like you, they're a full-on like oh 80 plus percent vaccinated and stuff it's like it's interesting when you see you know that aspect of things of being you know being a, being a colony and being so compliant like i guess it's like for me as an, as someone from missouri like i'm all about freedom and personal choice right 
And uh, so it's interesting to kind of see the, the paradigm in Puerto Rico of how compliant most people are. Yes. I mean, I don't I don't really have a comment about their compliance, but I did notice like one of the things that when I'm telling people they should come visit, is it safe? And I was like, it, it seems very safe to me. Um, you know, True. people take it seriously very. here and they, you know, you get your temperature taken with the door, you get your hand sanitizer. I was like, that doesn't happen in downtown D.C. when I just went back like that. That's that's something that's happening here. So I think. They take really good precautions. Well, isn't it like 70%? Uh, there's such a big percentage of people who work for the government here. Is that what it is? Yeah. So there's a high percentage. People say that it's half, but I think it's around 30%. Um, I recently went over and I spoke to DDEC or the Department of um, Economic Development arm of, of Puerto Rico. Um and and I think it's much, it's much lower, um, but it's still high in comparison to what other states would be. But 30% is about the number that I've been, I was quoted recently. Well, tell us what other initiatives have caught your eye right now that you're working on regard to this new tech and, and public policy and, and consulting with, uh, you know, lawmakers. What's, what's got you excited right now? Sure. Like the whole purpose of why we formed in the first place is we wanted to advance blockchain legislation. Uh, the states are attacking this from an individual per um, state um, Wyoming obviously has a lot as a leader, a forefront in this. Um, number of states are also taking action. Uh, North Carolina, uh, Texas, Florida. Um, and so with having these incredible tax incentives already, comp- um, combining that with writing public policy to make this look like the next Silicon Valley or the next Singapore was really kind of like the concept and idea around the blockchain trade association is how do we, how do we draw that talent and uh, bring it so that uh, to Puerto Rico, so we can create a massive economic development and opportunities here. But when, but when we got here, a lot of it was, we don't know what a blockchain is. We don't. So we had to, we had to pivot or these newly arrived Puerto Ricans, they're, they're, you know, tax evaders. And it's like, so working on a public relations of changing hearts and minds of like, that's not really the case. Come get to know us. And, and part of that is putting in the time and being authentic and genuine. So it's kind of shifted to both public relations and an education component. Um, to, so everyone knows what we're talking about, because some people will think, oh, crypto, that's blockchain. Well, it's part of blockchain, but it's a very small part. Like there's so many other parts of blockchain. Um, so it's like the third wave of tech that I've been trying to explain to government officials um, and about its importance and how we should try to proactively encourage that technology to thrive here. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are so those are some of the initiatives. And like I mentioned, Crypto Curious, blockchain, uh, Puerto Rico Blockchain Week is coming to Puerto Rico uh, December 6th through the 12th. Uh, please follow on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, uh, PR Blockchain. We're PR Blockchain One on Twitter, PR Blockchain at Instagram, and we are PR Blockchain on Facebook. We're posting um, lots of content, uh, the conferences. Day one, January, uh, December 6th is HODL here, which will be the Blockchain Trade Association's conference. And we're going to be talking about why people should come to Puerto Rico, what is Act 60, and then talking about the politics in Congress and uh, locally, the impact of crypto and blockchain legislation. The afternoon, um, we want to lend the stage to local entrepreneurs to show what a great and vibrant tech scene and entrepreneurial spirit that is here. Uh, Tuesday is Metaverso, and that'll be at the Art Museum in San Terce. Um, 
and it's an NFT summit. Uh, Wednesday and Thursday will be Coin Agenda. Michael Turpin is hosting that here. Um, yay! Yeah, we're. I believe we're going to be speaking there. Perfect, yeah. perfect, perfect. And then Friday, Pedro Rivera is hosting Limitless. Um, there'll be additional events and hackathons uh, scheduled um, and satellite events. Uh, but everyone should go to PR www.prblockchainweek.io. Um, shout out to Chainwave for helping us make the website. And um, you can order tickets there. You can see sponsorship decks there. You can see um, more details coming up of the specifics of panels and discussions. But that is the one-stop shop place that we created for this uh, week. That's awesome. Now you mentioned something that um, you, you know that the that the government thinks that tax evaders are coming here and this and what and whatnot. But I would say that's a that's a that's a piece of it. But I think the other part is like. Where else can you go in the world that has this many brilliant blockchain and crypto people, right? Like the community here is outstanding. Like going to that Crypto Monday and then or go, and then going to you know, some of the other events at like Fogo de Chao or some of these, like you're meeting top notch, amazing, brilliant people. And yeah. like when you meet top, you become who you hang around, right? Like I, I always tell my kids this, you become... The five people you spend the most time around, you're going to become those people. And so the networking here is outstanding. And when you're surrounded by brilliant people who know the space, more opportunity pops up, right? So like it, it's bringing people to the island is creating this huge opportunity zone that I think the Puerto Rican government maybe doesn't realize is brewing yet, but it's brewing. No, absolutely, for sure. And that's and that's a big part of what we're trying to do with Crypto Curious is like share that. Um, first up, uh, week one, James Haft is going to be talking uh, to hopefully we want 50 people to show up for Crypto Curious um, about introduction in blockchain. And it's to have these amazing companies that are here, these amazing minds and the talent and sharing that knowledge um, and want and people who are very sincere about wanting to make a contribution to Puerto Rico. So uh, absolutely. And ho hopefully a host of those speakers will help me continue this workshop. Yeah. What would be the best way to advertise that? Like maybe um, it's almost like on San Juan radio or something in Espanol to get people to come on in. Because yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So like today, I believe our press release is going to go out um, and we're going to be working with local media as well. Um, I'm going to go to the Senate this afternoon and invite them personally to come to Crypto Curious. Uh, we have flyers in English and in Spanish. Um, we're hosting a workshop for the senators later this month and flyers also English and Spanish. Everything that we're doing is in both languages um, because we think it's important um, not just assume that they speak English um, or that that's, their, that's the easiest way to learn something. We're going to be dropping literature all over San Juan um, at coffee shops, but podcasts like, this are, <laughs> podcasts like this are also really helpful spreading the word. So thank you yeah. for the opportunity. That's great. I want to, I want to share about this though real quick before we, before we wrap up and round up the resiliency fund. The resiliency fund is another thing that you've done here in Puerto Rico supports Puerto Rican nonprofits that offer safe spaces to thrive free programming and mentorship for children and youth. And so, you know, maybe tell us about that because you're out there working with nonprofits and connecting youths with mentors and resources and stuff. And that's that's something that's definitely needed because, you know, poverty is a generational thing a lot of times. It's a mindset deal. So you're going to have the opportunity to to really help shift the mindsets of these of, of some of these 
youngsters as they're growing up? Yes. Um, adverse childhood experiences is addressing that and combating it and building childhood resiliency is my personal uh, passion. And so I wanted to bring that as a nonprofit opportunity for people who wanted to be members of the Blockchain Trade Association to donate Act 60. Part of the tax incentive is the requirement you donate to a nonprofit. Um, and this is 100% every dollar that would be donated to the Resiliency Fund will go straight to the programming nonprofit of of our choice, um, but we wanted to highlight and work with nonprofits that we that were targeting childhood resiliency. Um, I want to bring a program from the United States, which has been very successful, called America Scores. They teach soccer and poetry completely free after school. Their teachers um, are paid additional to stay after and and tour and they have poetry slams. So it's like spoken word poetry builds confidence. Um, and teamwork with soccer, and it's been high, very successful. It's a twenty poetry years. and soccer. Yeah. She poetry shooteth, yay! She scoreth. <laughs> <laughs> they they're having great work. They're twelve cities. Washington D.C. is how I know them, um, and they're interested in opening a thirteenth chapter in San Juan. So that's currently what I'm fundraising for, um, and other initiatives in the now, area. Now so. I need a haiku about uh, soccer in Puerto Rico. Travis, come up with that. Give me, hit me with a haiku. Uh, Keiko, this is great. Really glad that uh, you and Travis were able to connect at Crypto Mondays and look forward to meeting you in person here at an event soonly. And uh, where can people find you and the PR Blockchain Trade Association? Uh, www.prblockchain.org is our website. And you can become a member. Um, that's the best way to find out what we're up to and, and how we're going to uh do events and let you know about conferences and updates and crypto curious and all the things that we're working on um, by becoming members. Um, Twitter, PR Blockchain One, uh, Instagram, PR Blockchain, and Facebook, PR Blockchain. I have a feeling we're going to be hearing from a lot more of our listeners to say, all right, we're, I'm coming to Puerto Rico soon. We already get, you know, emails and, and DMs and messages from people telling us that they want to join us in Puerto Rico. But now I think with this additional info, um, you know, it kind of started for me with uh, with our friend John Lee Dumas, uh, the host mm -hmm. of Entrepreneurs on Fire. And he came here almost five years ago. And I remember when he made the move here and he put a video up of his crib and showed the views and the reasons he was here. I'm like, that's really interesting. But I really didn't think about it for myself. Um, but that was once pretty I bad crypto, too. Right. Oh, yeah. That was before he even started. Yeah, there was, you know, I wasn't making enough um, to, you know, even consider it. And then um, crypto came around and I was actually supposed to move here last year. I was going to move a year ago, May, May 2020. And I was going to miss you so much. <laughs> COVID hit and shut down everything. Although I discovered afterwards, there were some people that took advantage you know, and moved during COVID. Uh, so, but I didn't, I waited until this year. And so I am actually, you know, you, you have to put in 180 days plus one, which for those of you that are mathematically challenged, that's 181 days a year as part of the requirements for being a resident of Puerto Rico. I am, today is the 13th of um, October, 2021. On the 16th, I will celebrate my 181 days. I will have um, put in my requirements. So it's a it's a milestone. Can't believe 183 it. days on what day? 
on uh, the 16th. It'll be 181 days. Yeah. Hmm. I think it's supposed to be 183 days, right? Uh, it's 180, maybe 183, whatever. 183. Yeah, because it's 365 divided by two plus one. Because math. Um, yeah, yeah. So I know because I've been, you've actually came to the island and you've never left, have you? No, I've never, I've never left the island. I've been here since, um, it, we, here's what's really ironic. I've been here since Tax Freedom Day, April 15th. <laughs> ah, so, that's that kind of symbolic, ironic. isn't it? Yeah. Well, I, I just checked the other day here because I there's an app called Resident Tax, and I've been here 142 days. Yeah, because you, you've gone back to Kansas City a couple times. Um, I went back to Kansas City a couple times. I went to Dominican Republic. I went to Mexico because I'm like, I'm just going to travel before they shut it all down and before all of the, uh, you know, the pilots around the world, st- you know, strike. And so I, I, it's like it's like a small window. Like, there's going to be a chance we're not going to be able to get off the island here in a sense shortly who knows well, there's always boats that's true. right we we live in a place we're gonna get a are, big ass boat because that's, well, that's some rocky ass rivers we they're not rivers <laughs> uh, it's waters man it's big it's old water. rivers it's lakes it's, it's big, definitely not a river big ass lake around us man the, <laughs> a pond ah uh, yes well we are enjoying it here and uh, if you guys are ever in town then go look up travis he loves to have people over to his place Joel does not like to have people over to nope, his place. I don't, don't even ask. Nope. Stay away. Keep away. Rufus <laughs> Rufus will bite you in the face. No, he stay won't. Stay away. He'll, he'll lick you. And stay back. Mm-hmm. Is the end of the show right there? I think you just ended it. Stay back. Who's bad? The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor. And stay away. (laughs) And come visit. (laughs) (laughs) Go visit Joel.